Hey there. Welcome to the in-between. Uh-huh. We've, we've been be having here. a good laugh this morning we already. Have. So we this have. is, I don't, I don't know. You may have, hear some callbacks that you don't understand. <laughs> and, and we are not explaining them. And we're not. We're not no, going to explain them. ask marriage Sorry. things so yeah. that we're come, not getting them on the... Because yeah, Jill to, listens. Jill actually listens. I think Jill listens to the podcast, so... Um, not, they weren't about Jill, but well, some. I wasn't complaining. Was <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> nope. I don't think any of us were. It was a. Um, it was great. Okay, I got to share you guys. I didn't say I anything, this babe. I didn't say <clears> anything. That's right. I'm just kidding. Um, she doesn't listen. Interesting uh, report just today on the Daily, which is I think that's the right. That's the whichever one is the New York Times one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Daily podcast, yes, which I think daily, is the Daily. Yeah. Um, Wow. Okay. So this is one of those things that in a secular world, they throw out a problem. And the problem is that in a hundred years, in the last hundred years, uh, as of, and of three years ago is when they crossed this line for sure, they know they reported is that pediatric doctors now deal significantly more with psychological issues than physical issues that pediatrics do. And so this, they had a doctor on who's it's clearly an older woman, been a pediatrician for a while. And she's like, when she started by far the most, the most uh, antibiotics were about the only thing they ever prescribed. And they were usually fixing a broken bone or, or dealing with, you know, a flu or something like, or, or an infection of some kind. And that was, I mean, she, she's probably my age on the, on the sounded like. Or the kid drank turpentine. Right. Something like she said, triage and, uh, that was me, by the way. He was poking fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But triage and I like infections. And yes, like- that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so that was the normal stuff. Huh. And now it's depression, anxiety, and ADD. Do you, is, in is children, it, do you prescribe, but do you, do you prescribe medication for children? They do now, all the time. Um, and so <clears throat> anyway, it was wild to hear. And then they have no solution for this. Like Nothing. We don't know what's changed. I'm like, you don't know what's changed in the last 20 years. You don't know that connection to God has been pulled out of most kids' experiences, like that prayer is not in schools and religion is not in schools and even loyalty to country is not in schools. Like, it just feels like we are, even though the secular, we have pulled And they've got to start deciding what gender they are. Right. They've got to determine their own gender, their own identity. Um, all these things earlier on these, literally I'm listening to the Al Mohler podcast right before, and he's talking about states passing laws that of course they're getting ridiculed over, but passing laws to remove sexually explicit material from libraries and schools. Like, well, we're, we're, we're growing them up at, at a phenomenally inappropriate rate. We're pulling any anchors from their life. Divorce has skyrocketed in the last, you know, couple of few decades. And and then we're going, gosh, we don't know why our kids are so confused and depressed and anxious. And I just, I feel like that kid in the back of the room always raised my hand going, oh, I, I know, I, I know, I know. Anyway, so I feel like I've got to reference this at the beginning of the sermon, mm-hmm. this issue, like as we're jiving, even in the, just even first Samuel is going to speak so much to some of these questions of meaning and value. But anyway, just, just jumped out at me that, golly, we're, we're handicapping our children from so many different things of that would give them truth, things they could depend on, things they could rely on, things that don't depend on them, that the burden they don't have to carry. And yet we're piling them on the kids and then saying, 
why are you so messed up, kid? Yeah. Here's some, anyway. Yeah, it did. It not may, to start with it. it well, but start. it may, it makes well, the time of the judges not seem that long ago when we do <laughs> do what's ouch. right in our own yeah, eyes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. That and, was really poetic. And the one on one, the one for one, I should say, <clears throat> always the and the careful message of, I would say, even with a daughter who is on ADD medicine mm-hmm. and yeah. struggling with anxiety and depression stuff, this isn't because I'm raising her in a absolutely household. no nope. right. Like, That's right. right. That's a good point, and because I do too. I mean, yeah, I've got right. So there are the real thing. I mean, these things exist, and yet the the rampant nature of it in our culture, and I think some of it, I think kids who come from traumatic backgrounds or traumatic places. But even when you think about, like, you know, probably at least from a genetic and epigenetic perspective, you know, her parents probably I'm faced sorry. lots of anxiety. You, you and walked right through that one. Epigenetic. <clears throat> Uh, genetics, what genes you have, epigenetics, which of your genes actually trigger. Okay. Um, from Karen, Karen Purvis is the one who I learned a lot about that from. I never heard her say the word epigenetic. Oh my That's gosh. It was, con- <laughs> like, that was, that was like her main area of study was epigenetics. The whole bird story. That makes story, me feel like I didn't listen to her. The whole bird story. Yeah. That's epi- that, That's her epigenetics. Okay. Story. Well, she just said, told the bird story. She didn't <laughs> tell me what she was telling me. Um, and so it is a, cause we, cause we all may have certain genes for anxiety, depression, mental illness, whatever, mm-hmm. but we don't all, they don't all always fire. Yeah. Um, so it's like and which what, ones are turned on, which ones are turned off. Right. And so it's, it's a weird thing of like, we were all taught, you know, oh, what, what I, how I, what I do won't directly affect my children in that the genetics don't change between generations, between one generation. And what they discovered is, well, you're right, the genetics don't, but which genetics fire does. Um, and so kids who, for example, are, they think in the, in the womb, the womb of a woman who is highly anxious, highly afraid, highly traumatized, which of their genes trigger are different than kids who are even developing in the womb of a safe person. I mean, it makes all kinds of sense. Your body, your, you know body or you know all of the physical portion of it is trying to keep you alive right right so things are going to fire inside of you like that's what i try to talk to micah about whenever i talk to him about his big feelings yeah baby you're it's not that you're experiencing something that other people aren't you you're just sensitive to it and like you're you're gonna actually experience that feeling where other people just kind of blow right by it. Right. So it's, it's an intriguing whole area of study, but I feel like it's a, and there's a multiplication effect and, and even epigenetics that goes way, way back. I mean, we, we see, I, I don't remember the details, but I remember Dr. Purvis talking about, for example, um, I feel like it's birth weight in African-American babies that in America, African-American babies' birth weight is still like lower on average than African women in Africa giving birth, even in much worse, under much worse environmental conditions. And they think that may have to do with epigenetic patterns from centuries of slavery Mm. and abuse, that that may just be still, that's still affecting the, not the genetics directly, but the epigenetics, what is fired and what isn't. No no one knows for sure. There's a lot of answers to some of those things, but... 
It is, inter- it is interesting, interesting to look theory. at. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. Well, okay. So I'm really switching gears here, but yeah. I just pulled up your, uh, your notes yeah. for Sunday and it says intro Kim Weber, clarify Beck lived as nomads in the desert for 40 years. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you didn't know about that time in their life. Well, I didn't know that Kim was 40. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was not them living as nomads in the desert. Oh, hey, for the record, Beck, with Beck's not 40 yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he got a few months. Yeah, oh. not long. Okay, sorry, Beck. I'm not, I wasn't <laughs> suggesting that. So but with the switch into First Samuel and yeah. talking about the womb and talking about stigmas and yeah. all different things. Yeah, it is yeah, fitting yeah. because yeah. we are about to meet Hannah, yep. um, who was barren, and there was a uh, certainly a Jewish preconceived notion that would have probably explained even some of Elkanah's like actions. Mm. Yep. For taking multiple wives, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because God, God, of course, had blessed his people and, and promised them many descendants. Uh, that was Deuteronomy 28, uh, that, you know, the, the right. blessing is now announced. And so to be a barren uh, woman at the time often carried the stigma of then sin, um, that it was your sin. This was your punishment for right. why you didn't uh, well, experience God's blessing. Yep. And so it may be that... Um, you know, Pitana, who is now added as a second wife, might have come because um, it was viewed, you know, as Hannah was inferior and carried some sin. And it may explain some of their tension in the right. relationship, why Pitana, you know, arguably, mm-hmm. you know, worked worked against Hannah yep. uh, and was trying well, she's to called her adversary. Adversary. Yeah. And then yet Elkanah still shows her a special favor. You know, giving her this double portion, and right. so Elkanah gave Hannah a yeah. double portion. Hannah. He yeah. apparently of probably of the Passover feast, yeah. and he so he apparently did not either didn't buy into that interpretation or didn't care. Well, right. I will tell and you, it's a, like it's not abnormal for these things to be rampant among <laughs> some people, and then some of us just don't care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's not the truth. <laughs> right. What you're um, no, and it, and that is this. That we have a weird mixed introduction into Elkanah, right? Um, because we we have him now being introduced as um, an Ephraimite, but yet he or living in in Ephrathite, yes. But residents, he's a he should be living in Levi, right? He's a Levi right. by birth, well, living maybe. in another yeah place. And again, this question introduced of this: uh, what is his commitment to the Mosaic Law? Um, but yet, he we again we have this like our well what was fascinating was reading reading a commentary that put the comparison um, between Samson's father and right. Samuel's father right and again you get these notions of we would read right past this list of like because we can't even pronounce them you know, <laughs> right these lists of like na- they're like, like wait I don't who are the Zoofs right <laughs> <laughs> and so you're just you you want to skip so like through a, it but so if Doctor Seuss characters yeah right the Zoof with the Ziffers. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 but the original reader would be reading these towns and understanding that there is a communication then here is of a where they're different. from. Yeah, that the, this is this is introducing us to have questions. Yeah, right. Um, it isn't just kind of a narrative to get past till we get to the action of the story. Um, these really are setting setting the scene, and and we're we're put into question. You know, who's at fault here? Is it is it the father, who's you know not walking necessarily in in the Right. Calling that he has. Is it the mom who's carrying the sin? Thus she's infertile. Is this this adversary who's coming in and 
mixing up all this, all these things. And so it, it brings about, um, a really, you know, interesting introduction for, for Samuel and the fact that, you know, even with the Nazarite status. Oh yeah. Right. Of these judges, you know, that they're linked and, yep. um, that they follow. So, and cycling back and Colson, your comment of there really is, it seems like Samuel starting off with this notion carrying over from the judges, um, that we already have this link. We have this link of, you know, these stories are coming pretty close together in a time where men do things in, in the wisdom of their own eyes. Yep. The reading that I've uh, seen a few different way that, ways that this is translated and then thoughts on it um, is just talking about the it even the fact that if 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 his father is descendant from Ephraim and he is a Levite. That means his mother is the Levitical link, not his father. It's interesting. I didn't. I didn't run into that one. I, I, that I could see that plausibly. I don't know how that passed down necessarily. <clears throat> it, it was uh, the two I found was that kind of Paul was saying was if he's a Levite, what's he doing where he is, mm-hmm. and if he's not a Levite, well then that's crazy that he's then going to work in the Go, temple. Right. Why is he going I mean, the to tabernacle, shadow? excuse me. And yeah. so it's like the two the two things are okay, what's going on here? Clearly it is meant to be something's not normal here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't And the whole story is told that way. My, Nothing about it is normal. My understanding of it is not is not that Sa- Samuel has to be a Levite. He's dedicated by his mother to as a firstborn son. As a firstborn which son. Which is what the Levites yeah. were. Right. That's but yeah. 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 The Levites were the replacement for the firstborn child in Israel. And then here you have essentially, potentially, again, we don't know mm-hmm. her essentially converting him into a Levite by dedicating him to the tabernacle as her firstborn son. Right. Making and again, him the, in some ways a more legitimate temple worker. Or t- I see saying tips. So yeah, yeah. I'm going to make the same yeah. mistake. Oh, tabernacle, 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 tabernacle worker than even the Levites were because the original plan was that it would be the firstborn sons of Israel. It's it's this is this is why you can't get through more than three verses mm-hmm. of a sermon because well, I'm like no it's super confusing. But was this a common practice to bring your child? Like would would a, you would would a Jewish audience to, uh, like they read would, it like this is weird? Like they're bringing yes. their okay okay. So I think yeah I think the answer to that is yes. This story is meant to come across as like what like what is what? going on yeah. here? Okay, from a Jewish perspective as well as ours. Um, but this whole story, the feel, it reminds me so much of if you go to the Gospels and read through the Gospels from the perspective of why is there, why are there so many demon possessed people? Like, what is this? is so weird. Yeah. We're used to it if we've grown up in church, these stories. And yet, most of our biblical accounts begin with, like, wait, what? Wait, what's he doing there? Why is, wait, he shouldn't be there. This, that shouldn't be there. This shouldn't... Wait, he walked from where to where? He was like, talking to who? Exactly. Yeah. And so it, that's one of the great cool things about doing these types oh. of exegetical studies is you... The hard part is it, it, it is a doctoral thesis to explain 1 Samuel 1.1. 1, 1. I mean, you could write a whole thesis like, who are these people? Why are they here? What is being taught? What's the point? What's the... <clears throat> um, the name meanings. I mean, you're so, yeah. so deep. Yeah, the name meanings are great. Hannah means grace. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elkanah means God created. Peninnah means... Or purchased. Is pearl. Pearl, pearl right? Yeah. 
But again, it's things that we would read through. Aunt Pearl. (laughs) We got an Aunt Pearl. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) She kind of acts like an Aunt Pearl too. The the adversary. (laughs) But the, even the, and, and by the way, when you say, wow, this sounds like Samson. Like you're supposed to do that. Yeah. Like that's almost certainly, okay, wait a minute. This sounds super familiar. What is going on here? Or when, here's another one that we'll get to when we get there, is a, one commentary pointed out, this whole account about Hannah that we're going to get in chapter one and two, there's the two chapters of the introduction to Saul are essentially the same thing in opposite. That everything Hannah does is the opposite of what Saul does. Mm. And again, like, okay, was that intentional in the way they told the story? Or is that just how it happened and they're writing it down and someone later was like, have you noticed how opposite? But that pattern is so, so happens so much in Hebrew writing. Um, and people get carried away with it, <clears throat> in my opinion. Sometimes you end up getting too far with it, in my in my opinion, to get too far in it. But it's still just fascinating to... But we're supposed to do the same thing when we read about John the Baptist and Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. That we're supposed to go, wait a minute. This sounds this like sounds this familiar. sounds really familiar. We've got this mom; she's barren. Uh, she's connected to the holy place. She's praying. She's wait. She uh, wait. She's uh, now she's pregnant. There's a promise. There's a delivery of this, and there's a the word of God proclaims it. And and then he's kind of a weird dude. He doesn't cut his hair. It doesn't sound like he wears camel clothes. He's dressed like Elijah the prophet. He's why is this reminding me so much of Samuel? Well, because. It's supposed to remind you of Samuel um, and even the opposite of Samson. Like that you have the Samson who has this same story to his birth, this God delivery story. And then the difference is Samuel's faithfulness versus Samson's constant faithlessness. Mm-hmm. And yet God uses both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, <clears throat> it's, there's just so much. And it's so, I love digging into it. It just means there will be sections when we're going creeping along looking at this i i know there are a lot plenty of people in the church who prefer that and love that and and eat that up i don't know i hear people say gosh it's so hard on people when we move so slowly through a passage i I actually don't hear that much not at least not here um people joke about it but then yeah yeah, yeah. they're also not in a hurry right yeah it's fun to have that to be able to No, I don't think that there's a point out. <laughs> yeah. There's no teeth in that. Um Yeah, I, I'm gonna go back to I don't I don't understand the the question, I guess, about Elkanah, because it seems like he's in the hill like you were saying, like, why is he there? Well, he's in the hill country of Ephraim because his great great grandfather is an Ephraimite. Right. So they just So if but if if he's a so the the question comes, Samuel serving in the temple. Mm-hmm. Kind of means he should be a Levite. Yeah. And so if he's serving in the te- temple, tabernacle, oh, golly, basket. I, he's I serving know, in I First know. Peter. Oh, you should just get a gosh. Nerf gun. And Not every just time you, me. Every time you do it, we'll just shoot you with the Nerf gun. <laughs> a little watch that has a little, little, little electrode yeah. watch. Like, oh, I'm in tabernacle. Um, I'll take the remote. <laughs> tabernacle. <laughs> exactly. The tabernacle. Six A's. That's right. Um, and so... Yeah, if he's it's so this it's kind of like he should be, but mm-hmm. if he's the, but if he's a tri and from the tribe of Levite, what's he doing? So it right. reminds you a little of the story of Dan. Remember, there's a Levite living up in Dan. Yeah, but but he's not. He's leading them to worship wrongly. Yeah, I just think like to me, it's like the that that specific question is answered by well, his 
descent, like his ancestors are Ephraimites, or at least one of them is. Like the that that's 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 where his father's family's from. All the all the like the male lineage traces back to he's an Ephraimite, right? right. Um, but which which in so, itself is a weird thing. But part of the issue is the term Ephrathite can either mean from, from the tribe or from that location. And in so fact, his his family has lived in <laughs> well long enough. So Ramathame Zophim, mm-hmm. Zophim can mean um, was a tower. Wait, what was the? Uh, shoot, I looked that up. I have it here. <clears throat> Rama Thame, the two Ramas, heights. Or the heights. watchers, the heights. There it is. Uh, Zopho, which means on high or exalted. Um, Rama means on high or exalted. And Zophim, wait, why don't I have? I don't know. Anyway, one of the, one of the other, me- I've got it in here somewhere. I'm just not coming across it. Is it, is it also heights? Rama is heights and then Rama theme Zophim is two heights. That's right. Yeah. So the way Thame is Two, they means two, the two Ramas. I'm going to have to look back up Zophim. I know I have it in here. I just don't. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, but whatever, it, it, here's the thing. It may, it means, it means something. Dead gummit. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to look. <laughs> hey, this uh, is, this is what this is about. This is, this is, this is exactly right. what this, right. this is about. It's, I looked it up and it just, I can't see it in my notes fast enough. It's First Chronicles 6 Watchmen. also walks through, um, a lineage highlighting the Levitical side. Okay. So there's where you probably, you get your balance mix into this even more where it's like, okay, wait, what's wait. here may be ambiguous now in Chronicles less, which then again, a lot of mirroring yeah. that goes on in the events that the Chronicle chronicler um, restates the events that are going to be coming in Samuel and in Kings. And so it's oftentimes the helpful for bringing more light to this. And so you can go through, so it's, it's even spelled out more and it's spelled specifically for Samuel there. Like now this one seems aimed more towards his parents. There. Right. It's aimed at him, but so like, showing you, that he is Levitical, right? It's highlighting the Levitical right. sense go ahead. of what he's getting here. So the Zophim means watchers. Sorry. So watchers uh, so people of the two maybe towers. Two, yeah. The watchers of the two hills or the watchers or from of the two, two towers. Heights. Yeah. So <clears throat> the, the, but what complicates that is that, like you said, that he is the great great grandson of a guy named Zuf. Zuf. Which could be where the word Zophim comes from. He could have been the founder of the Zophim. Of the, Zophim the Watchers. The Watcher region of these city. And that he's an mm. Ephrathite. And so <clears throat> is Ephrathite means he's known because this is where he settled. Mm-hmm. Or is he from the tribe that would be connected to where he settled? And again, Apparently, you can't know. Just for remember, sure. there's a whole lot of marrying going on, and <clears throat> we all know too. how marriages work. And 300 years of judges, and so ish, and yeah. so you're talking about two to three. So you're talking about, oh my gosh, who all is making what decisions in the midst of this? Yeah. And so that's why I talked <coughs> last week about that melody, chorus, harmony concept of. Mm-hmm. We keep coming back to certain things, and yeah, the whole time I was like, "Ooh, themes! themes. We, should, we should be playing the Star Wars music right now." <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's actually that would not be a 
bad way to teach the concept of theme. Oh man, absolutely. Anyone who's watched it, play a second of one and go. I think we should just have theme? John do it on a kazoo. There you go. That that way people will be able to like. Okay, I'll get John, the reference this. better if it's on a kazoo. Oh, me too. <laughs> Surely. <laughs> I haven't seen him. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you're going all the way through verse three, though, right? Uh, I'm referencing three. You're referencing. I'm, okay. I, actually, no, I'm going through two. I am actually going to also reference four and five. Okay. So I'm actually skipping three for now and coming back to three and then in through the rest can, of it. Can I, this here's an, here's this an interesting, is not going to work. Interesting <laughs> note correctly. on three. Sorry, five and six. Five um, okay. seven. In yep. verse three, Lord of hosts, this is the first time we run into that title in the Old Testament. Mm, that's cool. Yeah, that is cool. Yep. Um, and this will be the title name that through rest of Samuel, Kings and Chronicles um, and even into the prophetic <clears throat> books. Yep. This, this again, Lord of hosts. There's a whole, I can't even Yahweh begin to touch this, name. by the right. way. You would yeah. enjoy this. Apparently, there is a very clear delineation in the Samuels and in the Kings between three or four main names of God hmm. and who, which name does what. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's apparently very, like, that's the kind of thing you could, again, there's another doctoral thesis. You could spend your whole life. Time. As in, like, when there's a conquering going on of some uh -huh. kind, of anybody, and it links them to the Lord, I think that's when it's always Lord of hosts. hosts. But like, then there's Lord, like Yahweh is used a few, or, or Adonai or whatever is used a few times. And then, but, but it's, it's very connected to what's going about on, that. Going on yeah. in the story. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, this is, it, even when it says Lord of hosts here, uh, it's the capitalized, like it, it's not Adonai. Yeah. I don't remember which of the, it's, that's Yahweh. Yeah, probably so. Just, I mean, we, we've probably said this before. If you're looking in your Bible and you see the like Lord is all caps, all caps, even if they're lowercase caps, they're all caps. Yeah. That's signifying something. And that signification is originally this was not Adonai. Yep. Um, yeah, it is YHWH, Yahweh. Yahweh of hosts. Yeah. Yep. Yahweh yep. of hosts. Yahweh. Sabah. The priests of the Yahweh is verse three. Wait, I don't see of hosts. Oh, hosts up at the beginning. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I was looking reverse. at the second usage. The sacrifice to the Lord of hosts. That's also Yahweh. Golly, Hebrew. So... My, I guess I my my question for for when when you are going through things like this and what you're saying is true that there I mean you could unpack this for a long time. Oh my gosh! Well, yes. what do you is it part of like okay the spirit spirits prompting of like this is kind of where I need to go? Like as far as hey I've got 35, so. 35 minutes I'm just like yes and to to then move on I hope so yeah I am we all hope so kind of is that how you view it or is it like well because you could go a lot of different I, when I run out of time ways. I stop okay gotcha. <laughs> it's, it's that it is, well, and I, it is you've that, said that yep. before and yeah. I just yeah when I'm when I'm working on it during the week when I when I have unpacked it and it's like I I want to work towards some kind of application I feel like that's valuable or insight. But I, I want the passage to create that, not me create yeah, that. And yeah. so I write, I work through the passage and see what applications and insights are presenting themselves and yes. throwing themselves in my face, as, taking the assumption and the hope that that's the Spirit revealing that. Okay. And I do think that's the case. A lot of times I come at it where, like, I know what I think probably I would want to say at the end of this, and uh -huh. it's very often not at all what I end up with. Um but but yeah, I, I really do 
because you could spend. I mean, we we just we just talked about it forever long, and we didn't make any quote. I mean, we're we're close through. to thirty minutes, right? Just talking about it. So and so we could, yeah, be encouraged. <laughs> exactly. So we don't, and and I do think in that setting, in a room full of people, six hundred people, there's only so deep. It's fair to try to ask people to go. It's uh-huh. appropriate to mm-hmm. try to, like, okay, here's the here's the four main explanations for why Elkanah is described as being the great great grandson of an Ephrathite. Okay, and I think it's important to say this is this matters, and there are different views, mainly because I want you to experience this. While that don't just skim over it, you're supposed to be feeling what is going on here. Mm-hmm. There's okay. A, okay, this is a, it's a little bit of the, have you not heard what God is about to do here? It, it'll make your ears tingle. I mean, okay. when you hear it, but then we hear the story and we're like, okay, I mean, all right, cool. Well, um, if your ears aren't tingling, it means you'd missed what's going on there. You should be going like, what is God doing? Yeah. He's brought this guy to this place at this time. Yeah. And and by the way, I'll just give you a little bit of a spoiler alert. I loved, and I'm, and I'm stealing in the middle of, from Alistair Begg, because he thinks one of the most important things about this is that he said, so he points out like, who is this guy? He is nobody. I mean, he is nobody. This, this mm-hmm. Elkanah guy, he's nobody. I mean, this is, this is not an important person. He, you don't find him cross-referenced in four other places. You don't, you go through his whole family line, nothing. And you want to, you want to, I, I even searched, I, one of the things I love to do is to search art. Like I want to see paintings of Elkanah. Let me just tell you, very many out there. Mm. There's a lot of Hannah. Uh, who is Elkanah? Mm-hmm. Nobody. And Hannah's and, husband. Yeah, exactly. And you go back through for oh, he's the son of this guy. Who is he? And we literally know nothing, nothing. about him or him or him. It's it's the wildest genealogy where the 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 author, I assume Samuel, gives us Elkanah's genealogy, his own genealogy. And it's almost like the point is, hey, this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy. Never heard of them, have you? Yeah. Don't bother looking him up. Because there's nothing. Hmm. I just think that's fascinating. That yeah. again, it's supposed to make your ears. Because in some cases, you go, "Oh, I know that place and that thing. That sounds weird. Why is this guy here?" And another part of you is going, "Why have I never heard of this guy yeah. before, or this one, or that one, or or what? He came from Nazareth." <laughs> yes, that's a great cross reference. Like, or with disgust in your yeah. yeah, can, yeah. Does anything good Nazareth? come from right. Nazareth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can anything Not just good quite. Come? Yeah, gross. So anyway, um, okay. There's so much fun here. Yeah, to answer your question, even Colson. Yeah, I was from, curious about your yeah, perspective too. My perspective, like two things come to mind, and I think Chris stated this well. Like there, there's a fine line of obviously trying to bring to light, you know, the depth that's here that doesn't present yourself. And this is the hope, always the prayer that it's not that I'm presenting. You know, well, here's what the pastors on stage can have access <laughs> yes. to. Oh, and please. now you peons, let me tell, you know, yeah. right. everybody else, let me enlighten you. No, it's, it's not that it's the, um, it's hopefully that by the end of a sermon, um, the people who've now heard the sermon are better prepared to read their own scriptures. Yes, right. Please. Um, and so that's the hope. I think if anything, it's like that's the, Hey, here's, you know, y'all, y'all have had your week. You're coming here to hear a message. I've had my week preparing for this. And there's a hope of like, so I've spent time studying this and then let, let me share the way that I've studied this so that you hear now, not just again, the, oh good, he solved it for me or right. worse, <laughs> he's, he's presenting what I can't solve myself, but no more. It's the great. Now, when I follow up or read that passage or do whatever, or, or the next passage that I'm reading in my time, I'll take those same kind of lessons to learn into it. So hopefully there's that, there's the, 
presentation of it that that it spurs on the better reading of the word um, for everybody who hears. And then I think the the balance I know personally that I have with that then is also the same. I try to share in the conviction level side, and that's where the application yeah, comes. Right. Of like, okay, I have been doing this for a week, and I'm being convicted in things. Yes. And 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 again, to bring that tie to a personal side, it's it's oftentimes the application in my my presentation is like, great, this is what the scripture says. This is what I've been struggling with. This is now what I'm presenting as the challenge or the call from scripture yep. to all of us. Yep. Again, it's not like, well, I've put this in the bag or I've already got this old, you know, figured out. So now I'm just challenging you guys to step up. No, it's the, <laughs> right. hey, we're in this together and we've come to this yep. at the same place. Yeah. It's my, it's one of my favorite things is, is the fact that I, I truly am in awe and, in, and just, I wonder at this. Like I, I studied this and like, I've read mm-hmm. this verse and skimmed right over the top of it. Like everybody else has. And now I'm responsible to unpack it. And I'm just, Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. how fascinating. And I want people to be fascinated and to fall in love with it. And to, I want to dig into it. You'd appreciate, I had a, a guy the other day reference that when he preaches and I, I know he meant this well, and mm-hmm. it's no one, everybody knows, but he was like, I give them just enough of the Greek and Hebrew to remind them that I'm a, I, I studied this stuff. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I'm not going to jump in. I wanted no. to go like, stop that. Don't, <laughs> don't ever do that again. <laughs> but no, I'm just, I, I am in awe of God's word. P.S. Elkanah is a family name. <laughs> See, this is what we want. Yes. Is what John's doing right here. That's like, a fun thing. I'm going to spend forever here. Mm-hmm. I'm just, yep. I'm just going to sit and hang out here for a while. And they're all Levites. Look at that. Yep. Wow. Pretty cool, huh? I'm just saying. Yep. I didn't I didn't look at Chronicles. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> Be encouraged. <laughs>